Go ahead. You got it. Welcome to Practical Rambling Fathers. This is Father Brian. Joined by Father Tay. How's it going? Today we're going to talk about uh, commandments number four, number five. Number four, on your father and mother. And number five, you shall not kill. Father Tay, what do you got? So when talking about honoring thy father and mother, uh, one of the things I thought about was that how God is good to us. You know, he can't be here with us physically, so he has a he has sent us a beautiful mother and a beautiful and a beautiful father to take care of us. And we've been blessed to be put in this wonderful family. And that's how God loves. He loves us just like a mother and a father would. And now he's giving that responsibility to our parents. And then our parents are the ones that give us life and the ones that love us. So in a sense, this commandment is really understanding how God loves through our moms and our dads. And in a way, we've been blessed to be put in that family. So how do we respond to that gratefulness, you know, in the heart of the role of a father and mother? And I believe you have some thoughts to go a little bit deeper instead of just being grateful for our parents and the gifts that they bring to us and the love that God brings. Why is it important then, you know, to respect, to give them that respect? And what functions of the children and parents? Right, so normally when we look at an examination conscience, you know, it's both a parent and, and a kid end. And I think the, the understanding is the mutual good uh, towards each other, right? Which the eternal, the goal is eternal, right? Eternal life. And so how do I, pers- how do I pursue together as family uh, mm-hmm. this common good of eternal life to all of us getting to heaven? And in order to do that, to have a communion of love, of peace, of respect, of dignity. And so it's in living in and out of that dignity. So as parents, to look out for the sacramental goods of your kids, um, doing the things that um, are honorable for your kids, doing the honorable act uh, of loving your kids, the honorable act of of uh, disciplining your kids, the honorable act of um, all those different things. But then also turn around being kids of just being able to trust parents um, uh, with your good, which this is where a little bit of attention comes in, because especially when we hit our teens, sometimes we don't see that as our good of whatever our parents are saying. And so the really hard part, the whole hard lesson, is to learning obedience, uh, learning obedience from our parents, um, just as Jesus did himself uh, by his father, right? He learned obedience through what he suffered. Um, Mm -hmm. And before that, he went home and was obedient to Joseph and Mary. So we also have the sense of the the holy family in in this, of honoring father and mother, and then taking it, you know, kind of one step further, um, if we have parents that are adults, that are aging, that are elderly, right, um, mm-hmm. we have the privilege of walking with them towards their end, right, Amen. Uh, to, to their finiteness of, of dying. And so for them who walked us into life, good or bad, ugly mm-hmm. or indifferent, um, yes. Still, we have this opportunity to walk with them as they end their life, um, just as they walked with us um, into life, uh, regardless if that was a good experience or a bad experience or um, 
whatever that is, that we have this <clears throat> opportunity to, to be with them who took care of us, um, at least gave us the gift of life. And that's the thing, as we, we got the gift of life from our parents, um, and they've given it to you. Um, but the life, right, our life is goodness uh, from God. It's a dignity from God. It's worthy because of God. It's loved because of God. It's unmerited because of God. Um, and so that gift of life that our parents give us, that God gives us through them, um, you know, just to respect that. So we have that real sense of um, honoring your father and mother. It's also the only of the Ten Commandments that has a promise to the end of it. It actually says, if you honor your father and mother, you have a long life in the land of the yes. living. And so it's kind of interesting, just this obedience thing that we learn from mom and dad um, and uh, all those different things. So that's why we should willingly want to love mom and dad, uh, honor our father and mother. Another way to look at it, too, like I want to encourage you know, all of us you know, who still have yeah, parents who are living is that if we're in the teen stage or even older, right, sometimes we try to find our voice and then our parents are stepping out of love, but yet we have this tension that you described, Father Brian, is to remember that you, by loving your parents, you you are loving God because God is the one that has carefully handpicked that family for us because he knows that when we love them, um, when we love them, it helps us to grow in holiness. And when they love us, it helps us draw the best of ourselves. And so when, when we're being asked by our parents to do something, it's an extension of God himself, extending his authority and the blessings upon, the, upon his love for that particular family. So something to encourage you, so when things are being asked of you, do not think of it as rules, right? We have to, <laughs> you know, it's an obligation to be obedient, yes, but there's another level to that too as well. So, yes, thank you, Father Brian. It's beautiful thoughts. Beautiful All right, number five, you shall not kill. Just yes. don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> exactly. But before even we... we no bueno. About, <laughs> true. Even before we talk about um, any physical harm, like, let's just take a step back and just think about our own lives, right? What blessings has God given to us? Many of us are healthy you know, we have a wonderful family and friends. That's a gift in of itself to be healthy, not to worry about sickness, and to have a loving family that supports us. That's what it means to be alive. And so what is God asking from us from this uh, fifth commandment? How do we be thankful for the life that we've been given, and how do we share it with others? How do we help others participate in that joy of every day is a gift from God to just live in, in, in His love? Right? Even though we may not like others around us, but they have that gift of life. They were creating the image likeness of God. And from the image likeness of God, all of us are called to live a life of happiness with God. And so every day we, we have this opportunity to live that with Him. So how are we bringing that joy to others around us? Taking a step further, what would you say, Father Brian? Well, just that real sense of this kind of starts getting us into this theology of the body, which will be next week's when we talk about uh, six and eight. Mm. Um, but the sense of thou shalt not kill. Why don't we want to kill? Well, because God's the one that gave us the sense of dignity. God's the one that sacrificed his son so that we could have life. And that we could have life more abundantly. 
And also this real sense that God's the only one that judges justly. So St. Paul comes to this um, realization in his life of, I don't even judge myself. Um, and Jesus doesn't even judge himself. He gives himself, like even when he's with Pontius Pilate, right? He gives his case over to the Father. He doesn't care about Pontius Pilate. Um, he cares about what his father is going to um, judge him to be. And eventually, obviously eventually right away um to be worthy of heaven and his name and everyone yells at his name so jesus has that and so for us to, to not judge in the sense of that we could condemn somebody to death which um isn't to actually kill them but it's also even if we have an anger or jealousy or an envy towards people um that kills them or if we just have the thought i wish they weren't um, like that's even really deadly. I mean, that's that's a pretty bold con uh, conflict with God because God created that person, and so we never want to oppose God. And so, just that sense of that um, of like God's the one that gave this life, and so we should cherish it, we should love it, we should uh, embrace it. Um, but to take it, um, take it a little bit separate. Why is anger kind of a, a death of self? Well, the person that we're angry with, especially if we're angry towards God, um, which subjectively can happen. Objectively, it's not possible to actually be angry with God. Subjectively, we can feel angry at God, but God mm -hmm. is just loving and merciful. So to be angry with Him objectively doesn't make any sense. Um, but we can still feel it. But what that anger does, and why I bring it up, is it makes us not want to listen to the other person. And that mm. makes us not be able to have relationship because in our brokenness, the person that I'm angry with, um, I don't want to be tricked into being loved again. Or I don't want to encounter the emotion that's weaker behind it because anger is a, a stronger emotion and normally there's a weaker emotion behind it that kind of hides there in the shadow of it and so anger comes out first because it's protective of that other one um but that real sense that we don't listen when we're angry we don't want to listen um because we don't want to be convinced or tricked or anything like that so it's a good defensive thing but it's not a good thing to, to rest in. You can't rest in anger. Um, so you have to surrender that anger. Um, jealousy, um, jealousy and envy, um, our identity is not in God. When we're jealous or when we're en envious of others, we don't realize our own giftedness. We don't mm -hmm. end it, realize that I have more and or same amount of what everyone else has. In fact... I'm a beloved son or a beloved daughter of God, which means literally whatever everyone else has doesn't even matter because I have a loving father who's giving me life today. So what's going to top that? Well, nothing. Um, and so it's to, but when we do become angry and jealous and envious, it's to, to ask uh, for the gift of patience and understanding, that real sense of, okay, help me to understand this other person's brokenness woundedness or what they have and what i feel like i should have and help me to understand what i already have and a patienceness of that um mm -hmm. and then um yeah i have two more two more kind of thoughts about this is like killing right mm -hmm. 
killing in some sense we could say would be living a life lower than abundant life, right? So any anything that I do to myself or to others that's lower than an abundant life in Jesus is in some sense killing. And so to even go so far as saying gluttony of food and drink is in some sense killing my dignity. It's killing me in my freedom of saying uh, I'm beloved and so I'm taking care of myself. Um, I'm having my rationality remain in my rationality instead of you know drinking too much or even eating too much, right? Um, I'm going to stay in my beloved stuff self and relate everything to the Father so that all I receive is His love and His grace. So, I know that's a lot, um, but those are kind of the things that I've been praying with when it comes to you shall not kill. How do I, how do I perceive that? What does the word kill mean? So, those are just a few thoughts that I have um, on that one. Father Tay? Sure. One of the things that's helped me, especially with, with this fifth commandment, it's hard, but if, if we ask God the grace of humility, is to ask ourselves, right? When we feel jealous, when we feel envy, you know, because uh, that those things are very dangerous because if you take a step back and look at it, what's really happening is you're saying, this person is succeeding in what God wants them to do, and that makes me sad. What? That no, no. That that's 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 why the devil should that's wrong. Like we we should rejoice that they are one step closer to receiving what God wants them to receive. They're one step closer into developing their talents and to become the person that they want to be. It's a very hard thing, even for myself, because it's very easy. The more you know, the more you can justify your actions. And remember that, brother sister. The more you know, you can justify your actions. And what Paul Bryant said, it's beautiful, right? You know, how are we, how are we going to live the life of Christ has called us to be when we don't live life abundantly? This is what happens because we don't ask ourselves, why am I jealous? Why am I envious? Right? And then to take the time to pray, God ask, God, what's in my heart? There's something in there, but I don't know what it is, right? Because when anger consumes you, it's very productive. You can't reason, you can't think, you just act out compulsively. And when the action is done, you look back and you regret it. A lot of people have said that, Father, anger has hardened my heart and I can't receive love anymore. They get the other things. But does God want us to live in that way? No. We are made free. And so the, hopefully, um, things that Father Brian talked about and, and my thoughts as well hope, will help to help you. You know, because we don't want you to live a life of uh, less abundance, but greater abundance of love and God's love. Yeah. Not easy topics, but we, we pray that you'll be open to God's will and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, especially in praying about the fourth and the fifth commandment. I mean, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. Um, you know, one can can ponder this, you know, you know, even further of why when we look at it, we can see what it doesn't give us life, I guess, right? Mm. There's a rift that happens when we don't honor our father and mother. Um, yeah. When killing does happen, there's something in us that dies. 
Mm. Um, it's not only the life outside of us, but it's our own. I feel like this is the hard part too, um, especially when it um, comes to pro-life versus pro-choice is we have this inability to see my own goodness. Mm. We have this inability to see my own life as totally a gift from God and my own dignity and my own love and my own embrace of God's love for me. Um, Mm. It just hasn't been received, not that it isn't there, it just hasn't been received. And so there's a real pain I guess that's with that um there's a real agony um because of that uh you know um because I don't know that I'm loved I don't love others um and I don't see dignity and I don't see um God's image and likeness in front of me so this is a really difficult part too um Father Brian would you say that you know some of the things you mentioned like those wounds and those events, they can carry into the way that we pray, right? And our relationship, how we view God as either Father, you know, or someone that we could pray and relate to. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Anything that, um, yeah, any that's somewhat what we're trying to do too, what we tried to do during our retreat during Lent is like, what is my idea of who God is? What is my idea of me? And anything that we get off wrong in our theology, yeah, it's not going to help our spirituality. Um, what was it Dr. Cooney said? Your theology informs your spirituality, which informs your pastoral ministry, I think is what she told us as yes, when correct. we were in seminary. So, yeah. I'm uh, just getting good. So... So, yeah. yeah, just like when we think about, you know, you know, when we think about these things, we, we pass them so quickly, right? But each of, the, each of these commandments are, if I realize that God loved me, if I realize I'm the beloved son of God, you know, then, then how am I supposed to respond? Like, how will I respond out of that love? There's just something deeper for us to honor each of these commandments. There's something within us, like you said, that eyes. When when we turn away from God, or when we have, we find ourselves um, stuck in the past or something like that. I can go on and on, but thank you. That's that's beautiful. Something definitely to pray about. But so next week we'll be doing six and nine. Thou shalt not commit adultery and nine. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife? Correct. Perfect. All right, we'll talk about those, and especially for those, we'll go into the theology of the body and um, a little bit more in depth into what it is to be human, what it is to be man, what it is to be woman, and what it is to be married, and what it is to have the marital embrace. So, so put your seatbelts on. It's going to be a lot for next week. Mm-hmm. I stay holy, my friends. Bye.